This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. In this episode, we talk about scarcity. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change. Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, we are going to be looking at scarcity, we're going to be looking at impulse buying, and we're going to be looking at how marketing executives, corporations, and other people who want you to take certain actions use these tools to have influence over your behavior. And notice I did not say control here, I said influence, because no one can actually control what you do, but they can guide you in the direction they want you to go. So this should be a super interesting episode. Now, before we jump into it, support for this episode comes from Tiny Leaps Plus. If you've been listening to this podcast for a little while and want to take your personal development to the next level, then check out Tiny Leaps Plus. As a member, you'll get access to an exclusive community of listeners who are all dedicated to creating change in their lives. Each month, we do a Zoom call together to set goals, check in with each other, and hold each other accountable. Then we share our wins, losses, and lessons learned inside the private community. You'll also get access to guided resources like our goal-setting worksheet designed to help you take the right action consistently. You'll also get access to guided resources like our goal-setting worksheet designed to help you take the right action consistently. Tiny Leaps Plus is the next step on your journey to creating the outcomes you want. As a member, I will personally hold you accountable to the things you say you want to accomplish, share advice or experience to help support you, and hold your hand virtually when you find yourself getting stuck. You can join Tiny Leaps Plus today for just $5, and if you aren't happy within 30 days, a full refund will be offered. Head over to www.tinyleapsplus.com today to learn more. That's www.tinyleapsplus.com. When something is only available for a limited time, we tend to believe it has higher value. In fact, you probably clicked on this episode because I said in the title that I was going to delete it, and you didn't want to miss out. Don't worry, I'm not actually going to delete this episode, and I apologize for lying, but in this episode, I want to talk about how scarcity affects behavior and the power of impulse reactions, how something as simple as titling an episode, I'm going to delete this episode, can drive more listeners simply because people don't want to miss out. Oftentimes, the scarcity isn't even real. As in the case of this episode, I'm not actually deleting it. There's no reason I have to delete it. I would just be inventing scarcity for the purpose of driving behavior change. But the reality of it isn't what's important. It's the effect it has on our ability to make decisions. Scarcity works because it plays on two major emotions we all struggle with. Number one is fear. Advertisers make it seem like you have no time left. And if you don't use the opportunity now, you're seriously going to miss out. 
This is used to incite fear that you could possibly never get an offer like this again. There's no time given for you to think it through or analyze the decision or be logical about anything. They play exclusively on that fear of missing out, on the pain you would feel for missing out, on the regret you would feel. This in turn tells you that it's important. This is an important thing you need to act on right now. And of course, we all fall into the trap. And number two, the second reason why scarcity works is because of regret. Marketers and advertisers understand human psychology. In fact, they spend millions and millions of dollars to learn how their customers will react in certain situations. And they know that if this feeling can be triggered, if regret can be triggered, then there's no going back. The consumer can easily be tempted to buy into whatever idea it is they are selling. People know that this will not last long and they tend to instantly purchase something so that they don't regret it later on. Because in the back of their head, well, I can always return it if I don't want it, but I'm, if I don't take action now, I'm going to miss out on it. There's always a way to fix it if you make a mistake, but there is no way to go back and take the opportunity. And that regret lingers. A research paper written by Shipra Gupta on the psychological effects of perceived scarcity on consumers' buying behavior says that Swain, Hannah, and Abendroth studied the mediating role of anticipated regret and suggested that scarcity messages, for example, time-restricted promotions, affect consumers' purchase intentions by affecting not only the perceived economic outcomes, but also the emotional outcomes. But we don't have to give in to these feelings. If we can get informed, we can save a ton of money and stop buying things we don't need. So let's look at the different tools and techniques that they use to make us feel that way in the first place. Because as you know, if we can understand what is going on, we can fix the issue. So the first tool, they will try and give you quick fixes to your problems and make you believe that you need it. That without their product, without their solution, you're always going to struggle with whatever thing it is you're struggling with. Now, of course, this isn't true. Of course, for most things, there are no quick fixes, but it doesn't matter what the truth is. It doesn't matter what reality is. Ultimately, what matters is do you fall for it or not? If you do, you're going to take the action that they want you to take. If you don't, then you'll be able to protect yourself against it. The second thing they do is use specific colors and signs to increase the appealing value of the product. This is consumer psychology 101. Blues are calming. Red drives action. Yellow promotes caution and thoughtfulness. It also promotes warmth and support. There are all of these different meanings that we associate with various colors and brands know this. They use those colors. They use the verbiage to increase the appeal of their product. If it's a product that that is meant to support you in the mental health field, it's typically going to be blue because that is what they found to work in that space. It could also be green. A light green can also work for that. But don't fool yourself into believing that this isn't a fully thought out operation. Whatever choice they make, it is thought out. There is a reason that they are choosing that color, that verbiage. The third thing they do is offering a few free services or samples for testing to make sure that you're making the right decision. This helps you disarm any hesitation that you might have. You might feel in that moment, oh, maybe this isn't the right thing for me. But by getting you to try it first before you buy it, by giving you a sample, by giving you a free trial of some kind, they allow you to dispense with that hesitation because now you can just try it. It doesn't cost you anything. You can just try it, see if it's the right thing for you. Oftentimes, though, 
because you get to try it, because you get your hands on it, you're more likely to make the purchase. Ultimately, unless it's a terrible product that you immediately know, no, this isn't for me, you're more likely to actually pull out your wallet and make that purchase simply because you actually got to experience it and because your experience of the brand is one that is friendly. And the last thing that they do, at least the last that I'm going to share today, is they use language and phrases to communicate effectively. For example, by quoting a lesser price and telling you that you will save money on the deal. So here's how this works. Language is such a massive tool for marketing and quite honestly for manipulation. By framing something in a certain way, you can make someone believe they're actually saving money and that they're doing the right thing, even if it's costing them more. For example, have you ever seen those deals where you think to yourself, wow, if I buy 10 rolls of toilet paper instead of one, I'm actually going to be saving $3 on the entire purchase. But the thing is, you don't need 10 rolls of toilet paper. So in actuality, you're spending more money. Over time, you could, in theory, save money, but you're, you don't need that. And so you're spending money that you wouldn't have spent otherwise. And toilet paper is maybe a bad example because we're going to, of course, use it over time. But this is done in pretty much every industry. If you buy in bulk, you save money. It doesn't matter whether or not you need that much. It matters whether or not you saved money. And because it says, hey, you're going to save money doing this, you end up making that extra purchase anyway, regardless of whether or not you actually need it. And in your mind, you convince yourself, oh, well, I saved money. This was a good decision. That's how language can be used to trick you, to manipulate you. So how can we actually tackle this issue? Well, first, we have to recognize that this is a problem to begin with. It's crucial to know that such means are used and practiced by people all around the world and are an integral part of businesses, but they don't need to be an integral part of our decision making. We need to rethink the way we spend our money and what we prioritize. And this starts by recognizing the tools and techniques being used against you. Second, we have to pause and see whether or not we genuinely need that product. A few episodes ago, I talked about how often if we can just add space to our decision making, we can get out of the basal ganglia, the the immediate fight or flight response reaction and add logical thought to our decisions. It's the same thing here. If we can pause, if we can add time, this is why something like a 24 hour purchase rule makes a lot of sense. During that time, imagine your life without that thing. Did you actually need it? Is this a legitimate thing that you need to purchase or not? If you imagine your life and you can live without it, then it's not that important. Maybe you still want it. And there's certainly, certainly value in purchasing things that you just want. But first you have to recognize, do you need it? Third... Pay using cash. When you do this, you have a feeling that you're losing something tangible. Cash is such a beautiful thing because you have to feel the money. You have to take it out. You have to exchange it, get the change from it. You have to see it dwindle in your wallet as opposed to a credit card that is just always the same experience. You swipe and that's it. Switching to cash for most of your purchases allows you to see the effect immediately, feel the effect immediately, and oftentimes make a different decision simply because you can see the effect that it might have on you. So I hope this helps. This is, of course, not meant to be an exhaustive guide, but impulse buying, 
immediate reactions. All of these things are major issues when it comes to spending more money and in many other areas of our life as well. So hopefully these three pieces of advice can help you combat that. This episode was written by Samriti Jen. She is a phenomenal writer here on the TLBC team. Check her out on Instagram in the link in the description of this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out today's sponsor, Tiny Leaps Plus. It is the next step on your personal development journey. So why not join us today for just $5? Head over to tinyleapsplus.com to learn more. I've been Greg Clunas and remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take. Every day. Every day.